crazy too back on the Chinese economy and how it is in it's tanking over there. They're having a rough situation. Uh, what do desperate countries in need of a boost of their economic situation do? Well, you got to kickstart a war, my man. I mean, war is usually oh, the answer yeah. in most desperate times. Many would argue that it was so desperate here in the late 30s, early 40s uh, that World War II kind of was the inevitable path to pull ourselves out of the Depression. Uh, maybe maybe China sees themselves in a similar scenario, and they decide, well, let's go, you know, attack Taiwan and kickstart some war action and generate this economic machine. Yeah. Possible, right? Possible. I'll give you a probable. Probable, and in that, we'll say to our Chinese <laughs> overlords, Hiroshima. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To my Chinese overlords. It's the Chinese national anthem. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Listen. That's frightening. Oh, my God. This is how we should end our summer This This will play on every television set at midnight every night. Prepare yourselves. Dude, I heard the craziest story about China. So remember they had the Beijing Olympics? Yes. Well, no, I wasn't alive, but I remember. Or I, uh, I no, recall no, 2008. Oh, I was alive. Yeah. Well, you know, 2008, I wasn't mentally here. You know, we've covered this. Those my, <laughs> my no, party years. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it was 2008. All right. So, yeah, 2008. But there was an earthquake that hit and they didn't want to they didn't want like the world to know that they were devoting all their money on building shit for the Olympics instead of recovering the instead earthquake. Fix- <laughs> so they just covered it up. 70,000 people died. Wow. 20,000 missing still today. Wow. And they never talked about it. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that insane? They just don't value life over there in China. <laughs> they don't care. That's why we should be worried when they come over here and take us over. There was, uh, there's this clip going around of this Chinese lady who's talking about how life in China. And she was saying, like, uh, if, you're just, if you're walking down the street and a guy, you see a, a pedestrian get hit by a car. The car will drive off, and then everybody will run away from the victim. Oh, God. <laughs> because cause as soon as you touch the victim, you can be found at fault for anything. Wow. Oh, China's yeah. horrible, dude. And then it affects your social credit score, and then you can't get into the grocery uh, store. Like, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, can't get on yeah. the bus to go home or get into your apartment. It's a horrible place, man. You're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that earthquake happened two months before the Olympics, and they just buried it. They didn't talk about it. Wow. Amazing. crazy. But they put on a great show. Remember the Olympic show? Was that yeah, the, the uh, whole dance. Was that the firework thing? Uh, yeah. You know what's crazy? I can't get out of my head the... It was the celebration heading into the Olympics, I believe London, either a few years before or after this China one. Uh, where they had this like Grim Reaper like doll dancing in front of you know a, above a bunch of children. I think it was like London 2007 or something, and it, it was very weird. Uh, it, it was like you know looking back, it's kind of what we went through with COVID and all the lockdowns and stuff. It was almost like a theatrical kind of devil worshiping witchcraft. <laughs> Are you talking about thing. the 2012? It was like the thing with one eye. It was the 2012, I believe. Yeah, and they had the giant like crypt creeper thing with all the hospital beds and the and the kids wearing masks. It was really creepy, man. 
not seeing that. All right, I, th- I think that's where it was. I'm telling you, it was. A, <laughs> I it was you're a, dreaming. No way, it dude. Co- it was a COVID hallucination. Oh yeah, I, I'm blaming the Mandela effect actually for that one. Uh, mm. it, it exists with the Berenstein Bears somewhere out there. Yeah, dude, they did like an opening ceremony, and there were like hospital beds and masks and. This crypt creeper kind of giant puppet thing. It was really freaking creepy, and it kind of resembled like end of the world apocalyptic scenario type stuff. But they do this shit all the time, man. These ceremonies before, you know, we got the Super Bowl next week. All right. Pay attention to both the opening ceremony and the halftime show, dude. They love doing their demonic, satanic rituals for their shows, especially events where they know everybody's watching. And this one in particular, we all know who's going to be there. Come on, Taylor Swift, the witch of all witches, man. You know it's going to be an incredible performance. I don't even know what teams are played. I forgot, too. I put all my money on Taylor. (laughs) I couldn't even believe it was an option on DraftKings. Like, wow, all right, man. $100 on Taylor Swift, baby. <laughs> never bet against Taylor. Never, never bet, bet against, against Taylor. Right. Never bet against the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, folks, I believe it is the fastest hour in the universe. There's no doubt about it, man. Wow. Uh, I'm actually shocked. Yeah. yeah, that went really fast. And it All was right. the London, I think it was the London. You got to look up the uh, the Wild Witchcraftery, but it's going down at this Super Bowl. Usher's doing the halftime show, and I can only imagine they're going to have some bizarre, weird, demonic thing go on. It happened Usher? last year. Did yeah. you say Usher? I said Usher. Uh, Dude, it, are, are there... They literally can't come up with new artists. No, there are no good new artists, man. Come on. And by the all the new <sighs> all the new ones, look at how long their songs are. At most two minutes. How could any of them fill a halftime show of twenty minutes? Oh, dude, you need twelve of them. That's exactly it, man. You need like you could only bring on guys like Usher, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> when was the last time Usher had a hit? It's been about forty years ago. Maybe. <laughs> 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 you know, Usher. He is the guy who brought Justin Bieber onto the scene, so I am I'm expecting Justin Bieber to make an appearance. Uh, did he really? Yes, Usher was the producer who got Bieber um uh, off the streets of Canada. Allegedly, uh, as the as the legend has it. I thought he was found on YouTube. He already had like a million people. Yeah, I don't know. I make stuff up usually. So maybe that's tr- more true. <laughs> He was Canadian. I think he was street performing, and maybe you know his street performances got onto the YouTube. I, I'll, Dude, I'll put it, it all together there. By far, his number one hit, and pretty much the last time he had a hit, was Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was February 2004. Yeah, that seems about right. 20 years ago. Perfect. All right. Yeah, 20, well, you know, we like to, I think for halftime, you kind of want to bring on a classic guy. So now 20 years of a lit, you know, eclipsed us. So that's Usher's now a classic artist. <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, wow. Right? Not to be confused with classical. Man, well, wow. like 20 years ago, they probably had Aerosmith do the halftime show. Oh, they for sure did. Yeah, yeah. You're right. No. Who did In the, the 2000s? They were bringing out like Nelly. Who and did stuff. 2004? If, if it was Aerosmith, then uh, the show's over. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get any better than that. 
Who did the 2004 Super Bowl? It, it might have been Aerosmith. No, 2004 was the infamous. That was Janet Jackson's boo. Oh, it was the nip slip. Yes, yeah. man. I'm sure Janet Jackson was there too, but I just remember the boob. It was yes, it was Justin Timberlake featuring. But the, look, dude, dude, I guess you're right because she was like 20 years at that time. But right. then they had Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's crazy, no? But then, when was Aerosmith? They must have played like the year after. I swear, <laughs> I'm almost on it with Aerosmith. I almost, I swear to God, they played the Super Bowl at some point. So 2003, the year before, they had the uh, Rolling Stones in U2. Wow. Stones with new kids on the block. No, that can't be it. Wow, really? Was Marky Mark there? I don't know. He was probably busy beating up an Asian offset. I imagine is what <laughs> typically what Mark Wahlberg was doing back in those days, just senselessly beating Asians. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy <laughs> to look back at these. Yeah, the Super Bowl performances of of yonder. Yeah. Yeah, man. Paul McCartney was two thousand five. Wow, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I guess he was having his resurgence at that point, uh, doing solo stuff, right? Maybe. I don't know. That was a weird time. Those early aughts, the early mid-aughts. Uh, 2006, you had Mick Jagger. Maybe that's what you're thinking, with Keith, Keith Richards. No, it's still Stones. Just, I think the Stones just do it every few years. Just yeah, bring the stones on. Yeah, like, we've run out of talent. Bring the stones back. <laughs> we're, we're 10 years away from them doing holographic stones, right? Because there's no way they're going to keep surviving. So eventually they'll Prince just... Prince 2007. That's one of the greatest performances ever. Really? Yes, that's the one where he holds the guitar like oh, it's, a, it's his giant dong. And it's just like the shadow that's of right. a giant Prince dong on this... Tarp behind him. It's so spectacular. It's the greatest. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, 2008. That wow. must have been good. I don't remember that one. See, yeah. So now we got Usher this year. Uh, I look forward to like the Sam Smith years or when we start getting uh, these these newer iterations. <laughs> the little wheezies, little squeezies, little beezies. Yeah. yeah. Those, those guys don't really last that long. When will Lil Nas do the Super Bowl? That'll be fun. That'll Then you'll really get the satanic stuff. Did you see he did a... Instagram post where he just dressed up as Jesus and ate pancakes. No, shut the fuck up. Yes, isn't he? The, isn't he the one that was like grinding on the devil? Yes, he grind. He was grinding on the devil in his music video, and he sold those gym shoes where it had his the six 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 emblazoned uh, on the them, blood. and his blood was infused into the sneakers. So he. I don't think um, it was his blood. Oh, whatever. It was somebody's blood. Probably the... I'm sure they got it from Vietnam. I imagine it was some sort of Korean foreskin, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. Well, it was the blood from when they cut off the foreskin. Yes, that's right, dude. No a drop goes to waste. You got to get that real adrenochrome. And so he's... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I could see him... Uh, he, he did recently... He was controversial, highly controversial. He, he was out there on some clip where he dressed fully as Jesus Christ and was eating... I thought it was pancakes. It might have been something else, but if you know, remember I remember pancakes. But mm. either way, strange video, strange guy. Uh, I'm sure we'll be celebrating his career in ten years, and he'll be doing the Super Bowl. I can only assume. <laughs> That's how we do it in our culture, man. Uh, Aerosmith was 2001. Oh, come on. I was close. You were, cl- you were fucking God, close, oh though. God, you were fucking dude. close. I'm yeah. telling you, I felt like. Aerosmith was in the early 2000s. They were having a resurgence, man. Like because 
When was, um, I don't want to miss a thing. That was probably 2001, actually. It was probably that year that Armageddon came out. Yeah, I think it was. And so they were. No, Armageddon was like the year 98. Okay, and so they had. So a couple of years. They were back, remember, for a few years there, and it was all uh, riding on the, the coattails of the Armageddon sensation that swept oh, the I'm country. I'm so pissed. Armageddon, 43 Rotten Tomatoes? Go fuck yourself, Really? Dude. Dude, yeah, dude, go inch- fuck yourself. That's 100% right there. You don't get better than Steve Buscemi, you know, Ben Affleck, Bruce Willis, Billy Bob, Even, Billy Bob. Dude, the opening scene is so funny. It's that giant, like, Hawaiian Samoan dude with the small dog yelling at the other black guy, and they're, like, yelling at each other, and then just some a, a meteor just comes and kills the guy with the dog. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's a, such a ridiculous movie. It's so fantastic. It's so good. How could you take it seriously enough to give it a negative score on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if you gave it a negative score, you clearly didn't know what you were watching. <laughs> you take everything in life way too fucking seriously. If you watched Armageddon, you're like, Rotten! This isn't, uh, <laughs> this wouldn't really happen in real life. Get out of here with that, man. I'll be giving it 40%. <laughs> You weren't impressed by the acting skills of <laughs> Owen Wilson? A oh, big surprise. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie, dude. Get the fuck out of here. That's so I'm funny. At the cast right now, it's amazing. They got these guys together. They, they used to just get all these guys together and make like, awesome movies. Dude, like Con Air. Con, like, I was all, just thinking Con maybe Air. Maybe the same movie. There was something about that golden era in the '90s where good actors signed up for outrageous action flicks, and they didn't rely so heavily on the green screen or the special effects or the CGI. It was just we're gonna. We're gonna get John Malkovich and John Cusick in here with John uh, Nicholas Cage, and they're gonna ha- <laughs> they're gonna ham it up and really overdo the acting, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. But dude, still to this day, my favorite like futuristic movie, Starship Troopers, man. I love Starship Troopers. And that was like low, no CGI, very low grade CGI. Also low grade acting. I mean, they they went for the low bad actors very, for that very one. Low grade. Outside but it of- worked. They they spent all their money on Doogie Hauser, and then they're like, "Oh, <laughs> we gotta get the rest of these C-listers in here." <laughs> I forgot he was in it. <laughs> they got Doogie in there, and then they had no money left on the budget, man. <laughs> Dude, how much drugs did you do to go from Doogie Hauser? Everybody loves you. You're the boy of the century, Doogie Hauser. You're Doogie Hauser. To now you're in fucking uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, Dude. and. F- Harold and Kumar is a fucking funny movie, man. Like, they nailed that one. Oh, I hate that movie. I like Harold I don't hate and it. Kumar. I'm just not a fan. I like it. It's so dumb. Again, you know what it is? We grew up at a time, though, where movies didn't take anything seriously. Like, you went in with the expectation, like, this is a dumb movie. Like, oh my God, what are we seeing? Well, it's with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. What's it called? Dumb and Dumber. Oh, that sounds like a dumb movie. Let's go see this. This sounds great. You know, like, it's yeah. just, we grew but, up. But Harold and Kumar was just too much. 
Well, that was, you know, maybe towards the bottom. You know, we had hit that apex long ago and we were riding down the bottom end of the mountain there. But uh, at that point, I mean, I think even by the time Harold and Kumar hit the scene, we had gotten through the old school and the anchor man. You know, we, we were oh, already. No, I think the, yeah, really? I feel like, um, you know, the, again, late 90s, early 2000s, we kind of were at that pinnacle of comedies where oh, you could yeah. still be offensive and raunchy and everybody enjoyed it and didn't matter who was being made fun of. And then you're kind of actually right. I'll, I'll agree with you then with the Harold and Kumar. They were uh, getting into the racial jokes with the Harold and Kumar. And, and, you See, know, Harold and Kumar, I thought was right in the middle. It came out the same year as Anchorman. That blows my mind. Yeah, same year. Wow. What? They gave... Armageddon is 42, but Harold and Kumar is 74 on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, dude, Kumar worked in the Obama administration, of course, dude. I forgot Bobby Lee was in that one, too. And Bobby Lee's been... He just pops up in everything. The smart guy, right? (laughs) Nobody links him to anything, right? If there's controversial shit, he's not a part of it. (laughs) But if it was good, people look it up. They're like, oh, Bobby Lee was in that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that was a great movie. You're right. All his flops just go just go forgotten. Nobody thinks about yeah. him. Yeah, but he pops up on all the good ones. <laughs> Smart guy. The best Robert Lee, if you will. Yeah, we we're not allowed to talk about the original Robert Lee, right? No. The you e. should Lee. replace those with statues of Bobby Lee. Wow. So then you don't have to. Then you don't have to change the nameplate. Could keep it Robert Lee. Yeah, maybe. They've they've done different things in their lives. Slightly you know, you know successful in their own rights. Yeah, I, I think Bob Lee deserves a statue. Did we tear down Robert E. Lee statues? Did we end our relationship with that oh, guy? Oh fuck yeah. Dude, they're even changing military bases. Really? I can't believe they changed Fort Bragg. It's like Fort Liberty now. Oh, they did? I had no idea. Yeah, was they he... like actually went through with it. Was Bragg Confederate fella? I, I, I didn't even know. I was like, I don't even know. Well, because the military history of America, even with the Civil War, you know, it's funny in our modern era, it's hard for us to entertain nuance, but... Those who fought in the Civil War against each other were part of individuals who fought together in previous wars that, you know, Dude, led up this, this if, is, that were before the Civil War. It's crazy to think that they were countrymen divided, right? This is, this is from CNN. Uh, the change follows a branch-wide push to rename bases that bear the name of Confederate leaders. It is currently named after General Braxton Bragg, an unpopular Confederate general who garnered a lot of criti- criticism for his hot temper, combative personality, and often subpar performance on the field. <laughs> I don't know. They named a fucking Ford after him. And if you're a general in war, I kind of want somebody who's a little hot-tempered and combative. Subpar, dude. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, what do you mean? Wow. Wait till they find out the Democrats were the slave owners. It's going to blow their yeah. mind, man. <laughs> Frank, you're not going to believe this. This Confederate general who's leading an army against the United States, he's a little hot-tempered. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. All right. Yeah. So we're changing all the names. That's good. Uh, I, I'm sh- Like, who feels better about that? Who feels better? Who wakes up in the morning and feels better about themselves that they changed the name of Fort Bragg? Nobody. Who's and better Fort off? Fort Liberty is such a dumb name. 
Come on. Sure, yeah, and I'll give it, you know, Liberty, right? That's America. Yeah, man. I'm down with it. But, like... No, but all of our forts are named after people. Yeah, it's dumb. Well, I mean, look what we did with the, uh... We got the Washington Commanders now. So, the yeah, Redskins. Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> we should have named them the Braggers. <laughs> Mess with people's heads, man. The name stuff is so dumb, and the tearing down of the statues. I mean, we, we joke about it all the time. Like, God forbid we celebrate Italians in this country. We'll put up that statue in Philadelphia of that fictitious character, Rocky Balboa. But we're going to tear down that real-life historical figure, uh, Christopher Columbus, because of the slaves, man! I know. Or whatever. What is it? No, it's the natives. I can't even keep my... Uh... Yeah, well, I don't get what they got against Christopher Columbus. I don't know. He, he just found the place. He didn't conquer it. He might have said some racial stuff that was divisive these days. Mm. <laughs> if only he had Twitter. Oh, man. We probably would have found some of it funny. I imagine. <laughs> I landed on this new land. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter of historical f- fellas. How, you know, we need more of that on Twitter. There must be accounts on there, right? Historical fellas uh, commenting on the modern day events through the historical oh, lens. Oh, dude, like you do a George Washington account and you just tweet like it's February 2nd, 1775. Yes. George Washington. <laughs> you keep responding to Ibram X. Kendi. You're like, who let you out of your barn? <laughs> All this time talking, how do you have any time for picking cotton? Who taught you those words, slave? <laughs> So many horrible things you could do. It's so good. <laughs> the stuff about women would be the best, I can only imagine. Right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I actually think that the uh, founders respected the slave men more than the women in general at that time. Oh, well, yeah, they were men. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually, they counted more as a vote. They were, they were seven eighths, right? <laughs> or five sixths. What was it? <laughs> women couldn't even vote, man. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. It's tough being a woman. I guess so, man. Especially a turf. Imagine being a turf back then. Right? I think they were all turfs. They were all turfs. There were no trannies back then. Well, I don't know. I mean, look at all the pictures. Bunch of fellas with uh, pink cheeks and powdered wigs. Uh, It's almost like we've reverted back to the 1770s. Yeah, you're right. Those, Those Britons look really gay. Do we have any dudes... In the Senate right now, rocking the drag? That hasn't happened yet, has it? No. Uh, Senate? No. In the House? I think we got House, yeah. We have drag guy in the House? I believe we do. I've been a huge fan of bringing back the Whigs in oh, Congress. Oh, no, they're running. So if they win this election... They'll be the first. We should bring back the wigs. Everybody should wear them. They do it in, I believe, the it UK. So stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, but you know what? A lot of people on the bottom end of the barrel here in America got to put on their stupid uniform with their stupid hat and go to their stupid job nine to five. So you know what, Congress people, you work for us. And when you clock in, you put on the uniform. <laughs> You put on the I like uniform. Be- I like it better. You have to do the NASCAR uniform. Every <laughs> company that paid for you, you have to have them on your on your 
uniform. I'm not a big follower of the NASCAR, but I've noticed there's a lot of stuff out there about this Bubba Wallace guy. Are you familiar with? But the, there's like a new documentary with him. He, he's the um, is he like the, the guy old, they tried to hang? He's the dude who found <laughs> the noose. Yeah, it is the the noose that was a pull cord. The noose that was not a noose, but he found it, and they made a whole thing out. They made a documentary about him. I think it's gonna be on Netflix or it's gonna hit the theaters. But he is he like the only black guy driver in the NASCAR? Is that his whole uh, shtick? I'm assuming they'll never let another one in. I mean, how many times are you can have everybody stand around a car while it does a lap around the fucking He's, track in solidarity? He has um like a lot of media stuff around him. I is is he like good? Did he win? Is he dominating? I I know nothing I about the guy, but I am always I remember the noose stuff. They did a movie about the noose. And then now they're doing another movie and he's doing press tours about his newest movie about how he's <laughs> He's this guy in NASCAR, Bubba Wallace. <laughs> I've never heard of him outside of the the noose, and now you know he's a big deal. But like, is is he good? Nobody I guess knows. he has six total Craftsman Truck Series wins. Nice. Uh, I think NASCAR is going to be a bigger deal going forward. I the the country music's really kind of picking up steam with the youth. And it's it's all over the billboard charts and the pop music radio stations. You know, if the music is any indication, my man, NASCAR and the popularity of the racing, dude, I think that's right around the corner. Yeah, dude, this guy earns two million a year. Two Jeez million? Christ. Oh, it's so awesome, dude. I know. So we got into the wrong professions, man. It's like wrong business. Dude. Racing, that's where it's at, dude. And he never gets covered in shit. I should get money for how I race through the traffic here in Denver, man. Oh, good call. Somebody should be giving me reparations for my goddamn time I spend in traffic. <laughs> That's Fifth right. in the nation. Yeah, dude, we should actually get checks. Like kind of how they're handing out credit cards to the migrants here. They, they should be handing us out checks for driving through their traffic. I can't believe they're handing out credit cards. Yeah, credit cards, definitely New York. Here in Colorado, I know for a fact they do the $1,000 universal basic income checks for the homeless if you're <sighs> registered homeless. Lucky guys out there living on the streets, cutting checks for living on the streets. That's the American dream. That's terrorist. That's what we were raised on, man. Remember our, our you know elders telling us when we were younger kids, like someday you could beg for money on the street and get a free check from the government. <laughs> going to be great. It's going to be You'll great. never have to accomplish anything. And all your fa- failures will be blamed on a system. And you can inhale all the fentanyl in the world. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Eat whatever you want. We'll give you a pill. We'll paralyze your stomach. You'll be fine. No consequences. Oh, the consequences are coming, dude. Uh, I mean, we heard in that clip with the Ozempic, man. I, I the lo- This is the year of the lawsuits for the Ozempic. You think so? Absolutely, dude. This thing came on so fast, and people lost weight so dramatically anyone with any sensibility knows that there's nothing good about dramatically you know anything dramatically happening to you from a health perspective yeah. you know whether you're <laughs> gaining it or losing it putting on the muscle if you if these people put on 100 pounds of muscle mass instantaneously i would say to them something really bad is going to happen to you yeah i don't yeah yeah drastic body change is never good no, and like, I mean, dudes who do the roids and get all jacked up and, you know, like, 
there are long-term consequences for doing that. Yeah, you'll suffer in the long run. All right. Dude, I keep, uh, I keep, I keep looking over. What are you looking at? Like, CNN's got uh, Eric Swalwell on. Yes, I love Swalwell. Yeah. And Swalwell <laughs> loves Chinese spies <laughs> who are prostitutes. I, I can't believe they're still doing. Like, the worst part about COVID is the normalization of this Zoom phone call. That was the worst thing, and that it might have been the one thing I hoped would immediately stop. But no, they're still doing it. I don't get it. It's because they're out of dude. They're out of money. Nobody's watching these mainstream channels now, so they have to cut back costs, and they can't afford to send the trailer with the full team with the nice equipment now. No, they're telling Swallow log into Zoom. That's how we're doing it now. (laughs) This free app. We got no money, bro. This is how it is. Terrible. That's Bidenomics for you. I can't stress it enough. They uh, they're freaking out. I can't hear what they're saying, but you can see their faces are very upset, and they just put a uh, poll up. Fifty-seven uh, percent of America say Trump would do better with the border than Biden. They also had one up earlier today. I was watching on the Meet the Press. They were discussing how fifty-five percent or sixty-five of Americans polled believe Trump would do the uh, do better with the economy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're having a hard time with the situation. Uh, even their own brainwashed listeners are telling them the truth in real time on their polls. They, I mean, yeah. to, to help fix the economy, one thing, just stop sending money to Ukraine. That will help right there. Oh, dude, what would actually help at this point? Like, they would have stop to... Stop government spending. And <laughs> they would have to clog the border. They would have to officially stop the border and announce we're deporting everyone we find illegal. To be honest, I don't, I don't even think that's our biggest threat. I think our biggest threat is government fucking spending. You know, they keep bragging about all these jobs that are created. Like 24% of something like that of the working force is working for the government. That's right, man. That's, that's absurd. That's unsustainable. The government shouldn't be this big. That's why we're having all the problems we're having. You need to cut down. Just like that's, uh, that's what that guy's doing in Argentina. Yes. He came in with a plan to fix the economy, and first thing he's doing is cutting the fucking government spending. It's ridiculous. The government cannot... One of the things... The government has two options. We could either give money or send in the military. So if you, <laughs> That's right, if you, if you have any problem that cannot be solved with money or the military, the federal government has no business trying to solve that problem. You know? Yes, uh, we need a Republican or somebody to come in, cut the bloated government structure that's going on. I mean, we just have too many. Uh, you could start with the DEI programs and the officers installed in corporate America. and all. I mean, we, we've got a lot of issues, man. But I, I think that first you trim down the government, you block the border, and we just got to start producing here on, on our own ter- home turf. You know, we it's, there's just some things that can't be solved with money thrown at it. No, I think actually right. what could be solved here is loosening restrictions. And I'm talking more locally here in Colorado. Let's loosen some of these restrictions and put up uh, scenarios or create scenarios or opportunities where local businesses and local business owners to be can start their companies and, you know, stimulate the economy locally and get jobs happening. But we don't do that here. No, we, we have restrictions and more restrictions. And then you hire people to enforce them. It's outrageous. And then yes. you end up with this bloated-ass government. Yes, you know? that's exactly that's just, it. That's just controlling every aspect of your life. And every guy that comes in, every new politician that takes over, 
they have to do something. So they do more and they add more, you know? And then you you promised to give the people this money for this reason. Now you're out. Now I come in. I can't take that money away from them. So, but I promised these people. So we're just going to print more money. <laughs> it's, it's an insane, it's just a downward spiral. Here in Colorado, you know? especially Denver, they need to abide by these new eco-friendly green energy uh, restrictions. And so uh, Jared Polis, right, he's got to hire all these, you know, uh, energy uh, individuals and people who can monitor and test and check on all the stuff. You've created all these jobs at the bureaucratic level, but then at the base level, people who could either renew their leases to keep their business or restaurant going, they say, no, thanks. I'm moving to Texas. And then you have all these vacancies. And nobody's coming in to take over, over the open spot because they don't want to abide by your outrageous restrictions. So now you have this dude in this bureaucratic office in charge of enforcing green energy policies on nobody because nobody's moving in to open a business. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, who's, who, no, who's paying the taxes to pay his salary? Me. And I'm pissed off. Yeah. And then I got to fight the squeegee boys at Santa Fe and Alameda. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this freaking world they've created for us, man. The pain is the point. That's what I believe. It point. really is. Yeah. <laughs> if you live in a democratic city, the pain is the point. <laughs> oh, man. Well, either way, Mike, we're at the half hour point. Uh, I think I got to call it here. Uh, the cat is scratching at me, and I Uh-oh. may get divorced. There's no doubt about it. Damn, man. we didn't even get to the UPS. That was the funniest story <laughs> of the week. <laughs> it's going to happen, happen away for next week, my man. <laughs> you, you assholes got your $175,000 a year, and then they fired you. So they congratulations. 12,000 people, man. The, the firings, <clears throat> it doesn't even matter if we get to it. The firings will continue. Oh, I know. But it just it was... A, Remember that story that went around after they won their strike? It was like, oh my god, everybody was celebrating $170,000 to be a UPS driver. Like, no, they just fired everybody. Yes! That's what happens. No different than the Pizza Hut driver. Right? <laughs> They're not going to pay you $20 an hour to deliver pizzas. You got fired. It's going to yeah. happen everywhere. The, the more these wages increase the more the firings will increase it's the only way to survive for these major company uh for these major corporations man oh it's terrible all right man so i got a song to play us out for. yes all right man make sure you let it out uh play through so that we don't uh you know uh piss anybody off we're playing it through Overlords. oh no i was sorry chinese overrun till next time Or maybe not. Thanks for listening. Yeah! I stand with the Chinese government. (laughs) In case they want to send this podcast money. (laughs) So, so sorry.